welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Dan, and today we'll be talking about Mars, and that's all in capital letters, from Plectrum Electrum, which is all one word. Uh, <laughs> recorded spring 2014, uh, or early 2013, around that time at Paisley Park. Uh, on the track, it is Prince and Third Eye Girl. It, uh, it was released on the 26th of September, September 2014, and the track is 1 minute 48. And joining me to talk about this track today is Stephen G. Forward. Hello, Stephen. Good morning, Darren. Now, this is the final episode that you're going to be recording with me, Stephen, so it feels appropriate at this time, uh, as we get into these last few albums, uh, to talk a little bit about uh, Prince's death. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, uh, you know, do you kind of recall where you were when you kind of heard about Prince's death or, you know, the kind of that week mm-hmm. uh, leading up to Prince's death? You know, is it something that sticks in your mind? It was because um, at that time I was working at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture in New York, um, New York City. And I have a, um, and where I was sitting, we were actually displaced from our division. And I was sitting in another part of the center and it had a large window next to me. So there was a set of windows next to my um, temporary desk. And I remember it was around noonish when I heard what I thought was laughter, but it turned out to be crying. I looked out the window and I saw a man crying. And maybe a, a millisecond later, I turned and I heard a friend, um, a coworker say, Prince is dead. And went, oh God, oh God. And it made me think of, you know, the plane ride with the pneumonia and they had to be landed i think a, a couple of weeks earlier and i said oh yeah i think it was the weekend a weekend before the weekend when when this kind of all this started to yeah happen. so yeah it was, it was it was only about 10 days before something like that and because people knew i was a prince fan people were texting me did you hear prince that died is he is he really dead is this really true and so you know you're getting everything on your um or i was getting a lot of um texts from friends and so forth and i remember just the rest of the day was surreal and i don't live very far from like maybe five and and maybe seven and a half blocks away from the apollo in harlem and so when a star dies particularly a black star people gather there and so there was this really large crowd of people there and i just remember thinking wow i never thought i'd you know, you just didn't think Prince would die. <laughs> you know, Prince would live forever. And it was, I played some of his music. I remember writing where I was as I really wanted to capture that moment for um, posterity for myself, but also maybe to write about it later. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it was over the, over the following days where I started to become sadder about it. Listening to Purple Rain and some of the more um, sadder songs of his or more um, emotional songs. So yeah, I remember exactly where I was. Yeah, I, I find that like obviously you know people uh, you know will identify you as certain things, and I think as a Prince fan, it becomes one of those things that people kind of know about you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, that that person's a Prince fan. So yeah, it was one of those things where you know friends of mine would just like instantly, um, like uh, I went out on that Thursday like evening over here as it would have been mm-hmm. and you know there were a number of my friends who kind of knew that I was a Prince fan <laughs> like mm-hmm. instantly like consoling me right. as though it was someone I'd known personally and yeah so it's it uh, yeah it, it's just one of those things that I think people kind of you know because they knew about you and of course you know that year it was I don't know like 2016 still feels like one of those you know like celebrities die all the time but that year felt like kind of especially kind of like devastating like every month there was one or two kind of very famous people that were dying i remember joking saying that everyone died in 2016 and it was it just seemed as if you know it was being glib but but quite honestly i mean my brother passed in 2016 and so did my grandmother so that was a really heavy year for deaths for me personally and so i yeah it was a very very um heavy year i turned 50 
in 2016. And I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I can't imagine being 50 years old. That must be crazy. 50 years old. I'm, three years later, I'm 53. But I remember feeling the weight of not only their deaths, but also that year of 50. 50 was very hard. Well, then let's get into talking about Mars. Yes. Um, you know, I would say for a genre now, this, I mean, you know, obviously all of Plectrum Electrum, you know, the idea of Third Eye Girl is that this would be, you know, a rock band and Prince kind of, you know, returning a little to his rock roots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I would say, you know, due to the kind of um, uh, like the kind of shortness of the song with it being under two minutes mm -hmm. and the kind of speed of the song, to me, I would say that this feels a little bit kind of like punk. Uh, but kind of put through Prince's filter a little bit because there's still kind of like there's guitar solos that you wouldn't get in a punk song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but like this kind of speed of it just feels like um, it's not just like a normal kind of like, you know, pop rock song like most of the rest of this album is, um, you know, or it's not like a rock ballad like a couple of the other tracks on here are. But it, it just feels like it has like this kind of, uh, you know, very kind of like punk aesthetic. It's very kind of simple. Um, you know, like even the solos aren't hugely complicated and they don't last like that long. Um, so for me, it just feels like Prince, uh, Prince's version of punk, let's say, not, not like strictly uh, kind of like, you know, a, a true kind of punk song. Uh, but it just feels like Prince attempting to do something. And also with the kind of the content of the lyrics, something that has like a bit of kind of social consciousness to it, mm -hmm. um, which was something that kind of punk also had, you know, like uh, punk was kind of, you know, if we think of like kind of some of the biggest punk hits like God Save the Queen, mm -hmm. it is about kind of protesting and, you know, kind of a bit of anger. And I think that's kind of what I get from this song is um, certainly... Uh, you know, kind of Prince's, maybe Prince's idea of what punk is, mm -hmm. and also, you know, him kind of blending that with a little bit of social consciousness. I, I agree with you. I think um, what it's so, Mars to me is the sonic cousin of Dirty Mind, of that period, um, both the album and the outtakes, like Gotta Stop Messing About. Um, it also makes me think of I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. It's, you know, it's played kind of quickly, but um, there's this energy, and you're right, it has a social conscious ness to it um and it's what i lo actually love the song it's it's very brief it gets in it makes me think of brevity is the soul of the wit the shakespeare um quote since brevity is the soul of the wit and tediousness the limbs and outward outward flourishes i will be brief so he gets in he gets out it's a playful song and um third eye girl i think never sounds better like i think they're an okay trio but i think that they <laughs> That it's a, this is a good example of what they could do in concentrated form. And I think I think the advantage that Third Eye Girl had was when they were put together by Prince. Obviously, he was out of the public eye for like a couple of years. I think he you know he toured briefly after twenty ten, um, but he had the time to spend with them rehearsing and practicing and you know just kind of getting them. You know, it's it's kind of telling that they they kind of performed this song in like February two thousand fourteen, but the album didn't come out until September. September. Yeah. So like they they had like almost a full year of kind of rehearsals and stuff to kind of get stuff together. Um, you know, and they they basically by the time this song came out, and by the time they made the appearance on Saturday Night Live in the November, which you know uh, forms the basis of the the kind of music video that was put out afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in kind of early two thousand fifteen you know, they basically had at least a year of kind of playing these songs on this album. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like as a unit, you know, the kind of stuff that they did, particularly that SNL performance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which obviously I've mentioned several times on this this particular album, but I really enjoyed that performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also love the fact that Prince is like, I'm doing 
I'm coming out once and I'm doing eight minutes. <laughs> and I'm not, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not going to come out a second time as a musical guest. Like I, I love that even even in like 2014, Prince has still got the power to be like, it's, you know, for me, it's one and done. I'm out there. Yes. I'm going to play for like eight, nine minutes and then I'm going back to my dressing room and this thing is done. I'm not coming back out for a second introduction. And that's typical of most of his Saturday Night Live performances. He does this. I think what was he did electric chair in 1990 or 89, the electric chair. And that was his only yeah. performance. So it was just one song <laughs> and he was out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and Fury, he actually yeah. did the, you know, the I'll do Fury and then I'll do the um, song with Tamar, you know, he actually did the format with it. But yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. I think what I love about Third Guide Girl in general is that he's still towards, even at the end, he was still trying to, he was still reinventing himself, not even trying. He was reinventing himself and, you know, re remixing his songs like Let's Go Crazy in the style of Third Eyed Girl. And I was like, I really like that, you know. That was um, interesting. I think one of one of the things that, you know, kind of obviously his death robbed us of was like maybe a couple more Third Eye Girl albums. Like, Yeah, it would have been interesting to see them kind of develop and grow, you know, as a unit. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, it feels like that would have been a project for like, you know, not something that he would set up for one album. It feels like he was setting it up for like four or five years of you know, releasing stuff with Third Eye Girl mm -hmm. while also releasing stuff as Prince, you know, like yeah. giving himself the, the, the option to do like two albums a year, which is obviously something that, you know, Warner Brothers previously had kind of vetoed. But, mm -hmm. you know, he, he got back together with Warner Brothers and they let him put two albums out in the same day. So it, it feels like that was maybe what he was looking at as a future plan was like, here's some Prince albums, but on the side, you know, here's a, here's a Third Eye Girl album every now and again. Yeah, I think in the prototypes, um, he know. had been playing with... Um, so-called women bands off and on, you know, unofficially, like Wendy and Lisa occasionally yeah. starring or Sheila E or, you know, other women that he had played with in the past. So Third Eye Girl to me feel like feels like a realization or a crystallization of that. Um, so he's been playing with this form for a year, off and on for years, you know. And yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like if if you look at like his bands, you know, for the pre the decade previous to Third Eye Girl, they are majority women. You yeah. Know, like, mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's like it's it had been a while since probably since the early days of the MPG where he'd had a band that was mostly men. Absolutely. Uh, even the MPG Horns were mostly women at this point. So, mm -hmm. um, you know that was that was clearly who he liked uh, you know working with. Um, but yeah, so like as we say, there is a kind of social consciousness to this this song, which starts out with the first couple of lyrics, which is you know lost my jobs at Mickey D's uh, for giving away too much food for free, but I couldn't watch another black child go to school with nothing to eat mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I love the little kind of uh, throughout this song I love the little punctuations of the final lines yeah um, you know because for the, the first three verses mm -hmm. there's there's like a, there's like a little kind of there's like a little statement and then there's a little brief stop and then the final kind of just the final line is delivered um, but yeah so I mean uh, you know straight away like uh, you know something that uh, that I think you know uh, you know a lot of people could kind of uh, agree is, is a problem in America is um, you know, it's just children not having enough food, you know, True. like it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, 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 you know, it's something that, um, I mean, I don't know what the percentages are, but I certainly know a few years ago, it was something around the region of about 30% of kids were going to school hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I can kind of, I can kind of, uh, I also like the whole, like, you know, lost my job at Mickey D's, which is like, I don't know that Prince would ever go anywhere near a McDonald's. Um, you know, particularly after he became like, you know, vegan, um, and also, I don't, I don't know that I can imagine Prince working at McDonald's. Like, I just the idea of him and yeah, the idea of him in like a, a McDonald's uniform is just 
I don't know. It tickles me a little bit because it's like I just uh, like uh, the idea that he's kind of relating to people is, is with, with this kind of thing is is kind of funny because it's like Prince, we're forty years into having your own tailor and hairstylist and everything. Like the idea of I I I, I don't know. I, it just tickles me when Prince, you know, kind of uh, kind of you know uh, relates to people through the stuff like this. But yeah, I don't know. I I do. I just I love the idea of Prince, you know, just talking about McDonald's. Just it just kind of makes me uh, just makes me smile. Well, the thing is, okay, so I've lately I've been reading a lot of interviews by Prince, and there are not a lot of them. A lot of print interviews, that is. And so, he in one of the interviews, he actually says that he was so hungry when he was, you know, a teenager kind of running around from house to house that he would stand outside McDonald's and simply smell it because that made him feel better. So the prince that the prince that recorded this song is the same prince as that 13 or 14 year old kid who was having issues, you know, at home. So um, so I it never I was never um, it never reported that he actually worked at a McDonald's. But I like the idea of him sort of pulling on certain kinds of memories maybe to put this pull this together and also this song pulls it's a social social sort of social issue song that it's it's colored by numbers like it's not that remarkable yes we know that there are kids that run the streets we know there are kids that are hungry they go to school it's prince's filter that makes it interesting in that sense for me and it's also by the time you get to the end where you know Everybody in the world wants to be a star. A few got what it takes to get that far. If a rocket ship didn't cost more than a car, a brother might move, might move, might move to Mars. And it, like I said, what I love about the, the brevity of the song is it gets in and it gets out. And I would play the song over and over again when it first came out. I was like, this is the only song on the album that I really like. <laughs> that sonically, it feels good. It's, it sonically, it makes, um, it, it moves in different ways than, say, the other songs which were in a heavy, a little heavier than this, but this was fun, you know, it was fun and it got your message in, you know, and like you said, it, it sort of references punk, but it's through Prince's filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I also like as well when he says might move to Mars and then the song just kind of like stops. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, what else does it hang around? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, that's the title of the song. And, uh, you know, I'm a fan of songs that finish on the title and he literally just drops the title and then you're, that's it. You're, End of the song. Yeah. You know? That's funny. So, I remember you saying that before about songs. Like, <laughs> use the title, use that title, you know, in the song. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, yeah. And this is the best way to do it. Just have it said once and then finish. And also I like, I like that, you know, rather than, having you know a chorus of any kind uh we have these little solos between the verses um so there's nothing like too fancy nothing too kind of like florid or anything but just simple little kind of like guitar solos that last a couple of bars and just kind of give us a break between each of the verses um you know effectively giving prince the time to walk away from the microphone for a couple of seconds yeah it's and like kind of pop- play the guitar and then kind of come back it's like a pop punk song you know yeah now that you, now that you put it that way yeah just like he's in he's out and, you know, it's got a chorus, boom, 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 you know, and, and the thing, the main proportion of it is the beat, you know, you're in there and, and they hear come the, the cars, just, the, the guitars just sort of, um, th- that, um, that glaze it, you know, it's a nice, like I said, it's a quick in and out for me. And I really like that. And there is, like you say, there is that kind of like relentless beat throughout the song as well. Like the, 
you know, apart from the kind of little stops for the the, the delivery of final lines, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's mostly just a kind of, you know, the, the kind of the rhythm of it just is a simple 4-4 all the way through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't stop until we get to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I think obviously, the, you know, the kind of the stuff in the second and the third verses is, I mean, it, you know, the, the kind of he talks about how people, you know, are on the street, mm-hmm. raised by music, fed by the beat, seen how long they could stay out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um and then he talks about, you know, we were never on, uh, we never on the streets. We just kept defending uh, money that we just end up spending. But then at the end, he says, and then this is probably like the most interesting line in the song for me, which is, um, you know, with nothing to save and not a thing for lending, you're never really happy, just good at pretending. And I, I don't know, I like that kind of melancholy, you know, is something that occasionally runs through some Prince songs mm-hmm. where, you know, the idea of pretending to be happy uh, but I don't know. I just I love those two lines. The you know mm-hmm. you're never really happy, just good at pretending, is mm-hmm. you know it's kind of it's 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 like an interesting. It's kind of like an admission of you know something kind of getting to Prince uh, that normally normally he would admit. You know most of his songs he's either boasting or oh yeah. You know he's like everything's very kind of like upbeat or you know he's you know occasionally you know with certain albums he's obviously praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the idea of him admitting. You know, in this kind of very quick song, mm-hmm. just for two lines, just saying, you know, like he's, you know, that they're not happy. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. maybe just pretending. I don't know. I, f- I find it interesting that he throws it in there uh, just before he kind of goes into this fantastical thing of, you know, moving to Mars. <laughs> like just this very kind of realistic, kind of very grounded kind of sentiment. And then, he, you know, he finishes the song on something a little bit more kind of fanciful. Um, well, well, well said. It's actually one of my favorite. Um, I like the three lines. You're never really happy in this way. He sings, you're never really happy. Just really good at pretending. So it's sort of like a wink. And yeah. yeah and then he's off and back on. You know, he's back on to the um, uh, back in back in the beat, but I can back into the song. Yeah, it's you're right. It's very few Prince songs that I can remember. Or that and there's so many of them. Goodness, you know, because you've been doing this for two years almost, and um, or you have been doing it for two years, right? <laughs> Over two years. More than two years now, yeah. Over two years, <laughs> so you know. And listening to these songs, that there are times when Prince is, doesn't really show a lot of vulnerability, you know, in a lot of them. But then there are these moments where it's almost like if I was your girlfriend. That song, which is really wonderful, through and through, these moments are the moments to live for, right? Because the rest of it is just. You know, it's good stuff, but in stuff you remember, but, and yeah, yeah, it is, it's a good, I keep saying it's a good, it's a good, it's nice. It's, it's a, it's a nice brief moment to see some humanity and some vulnerability. Yeah. And, 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 you know, melancholy is something that Prince has done before, you know, in whole songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like that we have the contrast here of this very kind of like upbeat kind of punky song and then. Just for one line, he kind of admits. You know, and maybe. even slowing it down, yeah. You're really never happy. So it's drawing attention to it. Yeah. The kind of like relentlessness of the beat and kind of being in the song and then just for one moment he's out of it and then, like you say, straight back in with a guitar solo and then the final verse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really I really enjoy this song. It's a nice little break on the album because, like you say, the album does have like, um, you know, a lot of kind of, uh, you know, longer kind of, mm-hmm. you know, more, I don't know, I would say more standard kind of rock mm-hmm. songs. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, uh, I would say actually Tic-Tac-Toe, which is what this comes out of, is a little bit more of a kind of like a ballad type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we finish with kind of, I don't know, I, I feel like funk and roll is kind of like the centerpiece of the album. Like, 
Okay. You know, that's what the album's been building up to is like this big finish of like, you know, showing yeah. off the, you know, the kind of the like like it says funk and roll, you know, like right. Prince is is showing that he can mix genres with this band. <laughs> so this is a nice little kind of quick break before we kind of get into like, you know, a kind of more kind of a traditional kind of like slow kind of like rock ballad. Um mm, Absolutely. And I would say for me probably uh probably just a 4 out of 5. Um mm. Uh, and and I think maybe just because uh, I would I would have liked it to just be a tiny bit longer, you know, like I would have liked maybe mm. just like another twenty seconds of it, just something to, but you know, just maybe a little bit more on the, you know, maybe a little bit of a longer guitar solo in the middle of the song, mm-hmm. just to you know showcase the band just a tiny bit more. But uh, it feels like very kind of like relentless and quick, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I do I do like it, you know, like you say, brevity is soul of wit. Um, so it is nice that it kind of gets out there. Although I will point out that mm-hmm. that brevity is a soul of wit is actually Shakespeare telling a joke. Because the person that delivers it is mm. the person who takes the longest to say everything in the entire place. So Thank you for that. I love context. A, this is perfect. And so, yeah, it's it's a knowing it's a knowing little joke that it takes him twenty twenty like paragraphs to actually get to say like, brevity is the soul of wit, <laughs> and then he spends another like couple of paragraphs detailing how 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 to be brief. <laughs> like, uh, as I have much just done. Yeah, as I've just done in that sentence. So yeah, um, I don't know. I I still four out of five for me. A solid four out of five though. I think everything on this album is really good. I enjoy Third Eye Girl. Like I say, I would have loved to have had like some more albums from them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nothing to stop them at the moment from doing that. You know, the three of them are still around. You know, they they they've been touring together occasionally. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing to stop them from putting out another album under Third Eye Girl, I wouldn't think. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess both the family and the time have had issues with using names that Prince came up with, so maybe they'd have to call themselves something different. Uh, they might have to, exactly. And so yeah. that experiment might be dead. Who knows? Um, but So yeah. I'd give it a 4.5 out of 5 because I love how brief it is. I like a song that tells you when it's over as opposed to you telling it when it's over. There's nothing like listening to a song that you just feel goes on and on and on after it's made its point. (laughs) So I'm a fan of a song of the idea terminating when it ends. And so, so I like that a lot. And um, yeah, so I'd give it a 4.5. And as we said, you know, obviously Prince, you know, like he, he, he played this song on the SNL, like the SNL performance. And that was used as a video later on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to kind of kind of promote the album. Although the album had been out for a few months, but I guess, you know, Warner Brothers uh, released a couple of videos to kind of, you know, re-promote the album a little bit in early 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Prince had performed it, you know, throughout 2014. But, uh, you know, after that, he was doing the piano and a microphone tour, and I don't feel like there's a way for him to turn this into a, <laughs> a piano song without it just being him bashing on the keyboard for like a minute and a half and My then finishing the Mars, song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously he didn't perform it after 2014. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just like uh, you know, this entire album, it, I think is you know, it may, is an interesting contrast to everything that's on you know Artificial Age. Um, you know, and the next track kind of gives the, the starkest contrast between what those two albums were about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do kind of love that Prince went back to Warner Brothers, you know, for the distribution of these albums. And he got two albums distributed on the same day, which is, you know, something that Warner Brothers in the past kind of said he couldn't do. By the time um, all, the, so, all those um, radio executives are pretty had pretty much left, I think, you know, and he was dealing with a gr- different group of people. But I still love that. I still love that he went back to the record label that basically said to him, slow down your, your output and stop putting out so much stuff. And then he was <laughs> like, okay, 
here's here's two albums. They're going to release them on the same day, and then, you know one's going to be called under a, a, a pseudonym, and I'm not going to be promoting that you know with my image on it anywhere. And the other is going to be you know my face, and you know and I, I don't know. It just <laughs> it just kind of tickles me a little bit that he kind of got away with that when he went back to Warner Brothers. So I feel like we said about as much as we can about Mars, mm-hmm. the song, not the planet. Uh, you know uh, the planet's very interesting, but you know I haven't got the time to talk about that. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Steve? Oh, very briefly, I will be at the Brooklyn Public Library on March 23rd. The film uh, Lorraine Hansberry, Sighted Eyes and Feeling Heart, will be uh, premiering there. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure why you would do that. Uh, Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Stephen. Thank you very much. And it's been a wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and goodbye. Bye.